1: guys hope you're having a wonderful day or evening or night wherever you're listening to this show Got another great show for you today where I have a conversation with Dr. Ronald Mann. And Dr. Ronald Mann has an extensive background and lots of experience in helping others awaken to the true realization of their deeper self on both a psychological and spiritual level. He practiced as a clinical psychologist for more than 30 years and helped junior and adult golfers as a sport psychologist and has provided leadership training and executive coaching worldwide in addition to writing six books, one of which was an LA Times bestseller. And today, Ron and I talk about how to create the love that you want. And I really enjoyed his kind of different perspective, a more spiritual approach Uh, Ron has been a dedicated meditator for 40 years. So we talk about meditation, how to change yourself in order to change your vibration and attract the things that you want in life, if that's a partner or a new partner or kind of to create the change with your current relationship. Um, Really just a lot of great insight and tools on how you have the power to create the love that you want. I think I talk about it a lot on the show with with my guests and it can't be stressed enough because if you're listening to this, you're you're wanting to improve your relationship and maybe you're frustrated with where it's at that your partner is not doing the things that you want them to or they're not dedicated to learning or maybe they're listening to this with you, which is great, but you still don't have to wait for them. You can create the love that you want or if you're single, you can create the love that you want. It really starts within us, like a lot of things in our life. And uh, I think that's an important realization that I'm constantly trying to internalize myself. It's easier said than done, like a lot of these things, but we're here trying to do that work. So as always, I appreciate you tuning in, listening to the show, telling your friends and family. Really appreciate it, guys. Enjoy today's show. Hi, Ron. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. My pleasure. Today, we're going to dive into the extensive work that you've done in the field of love and relationships. And we're going to talk about how to create the love that you want. And I thought a good place for us to start would be to have you share with our listeners a little bit about the work that you've done and certainly the comprehensive study and what led you to create the Love Factor Inventory.
2: Sure, uh, you know it's my pleasure to be here and I appreciate this Chase very much. You know, my, my background in terms of my work, and you know, I did a lot of education. I have a master's degree in education. I have a PhD in psychology. I practiced as a licensed clinical psychologist for more than 30 years. I had private practices in Beverly Hills, Northern California, Sacramento. And I transitioned out of the uh, mental health world and got into the corporate world when managed care took over and pretty much ruined it as a business. Along the way, uh, I began to specialize with death and dying and had a spiritual awakening uh, with Elizabeth Kubler-Ross many years ago. So that got me on the path of yoga and meditation. and so I've got kind of a, a twofold path there. One is a licensed clinical psychologist doing traditional psychotherapy with kids, families, couples, adults. And then I got involved with uh, deep meditation through the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and Kriya Yoga. been meditating for 40 years. Uh, my first book was an attempt to share with the public and professionals what I had learned through this direct perception. And the book is called Sacred Healing, Integrating Spirituality with Psychotherapy. It was on the LA Times bestseller list. And it basically talks about the power of consciousness. And when you bring that into the healing process, uh, things speed up dramatically. So my, my life has been uh, uh, kind of along the path of helping people awaken and trying to help make the world a better place. I've done a bunch of other things too, but I'm concerned about the time, so I'm not going to go into all that other stuff. But they're they're noteworthy, world peace projects in the Soviet Union, uh, teaching in India, some other things. So um, when I was practicing as a psychologist and I was already uh, a few years into my spiritual awakening, I really saw the power of love. And it came more from my psychological training that resulted in my spiritual awakening. The the working with terminally ill kids opened up a whole new world for me. And my spiritual realizations gave me a direct perception of a kind of love that I'd never felt uh, as a regular human being growing up. In a religious family, but nevertheless, I didn't feel uh, real love until I started going deep into meditation and feeling this overwhelming consciousness, started with Jesus, actually, even though I was brought up Jewish. And uh, I felt a love for humanity and an understanding and a direct perception of how we're all interconnected. And so as a psychologist every day, I'm having to make decisions about people's capacity to relate with each other and engage in these deeper Capacities for love. And because of my background as a psychologist, I had a lot of training in assessment. I did a lot of that professionally. So I understood the power of assessments. I uh, had a little bit of research background, got some good uh, consultants on that, and devised a, an assessment system called the Love Factor Inventory that looks at people's capacity for the development and the sustaining of intimate personal relationships. So I like the name The Love Factor Inventory. And I developed scales uh, that basically uh, assess the kinds of things that every day I would look at. Compassion, friendship, intimacy, kind of a masculine, feminine dimension. Uh, primitive self, how comfortable are people with their their inner life and the shadow material, level of psychological adjustment, self-respect, sensitivity and spirituality and trust. It's an interesting test because it actually measures one's experience of spirituality not just their belief. And so I did a national research study, gave it to a few thousand people across the United States Uh, subsequently it was translated into Mandarin Chinese and I have norms in the chinese community out out of taiwan and so it's a powerful way to get a quick look at how you're doing in everyday life on the dimensions that really impact our capacity to be uh, a loving individual and a good partner in a relationship
1: certainly Having a meditation practice and, and having done it for 40 years, as you said, is going to reap a lot of benefits. Someone listening that wants to tap into that ability to love, to feel that universal love for for humanity, as you mentioned, and spirituality, how can they begin that journey? If it might feel a bit daunting, you know, it's like, I got to meditate for decades in order to get there, how would you encourage them to think about it in order to cultivate those things and, and improve their outlook?
2: Great question, Chase. Uh, I think there's two levels of an approach. One is introspection and self-awareness. We cannot change what we're totally unaware of. Right? So the first thing is awareness. So I like the instrument because the self uh the love factor inventory gives you a degree of awareness about the dimensions in everyday life that relate to spirituality that would help you expand your capacity to not only love yourself, but love other human beings. And the key element in deepening your capacity to love is stop looking outside of yourself. Many people go, oh, I'm looking for the per- perfect partner, and I just can't find the right person. Or what does it take to find the right person? Well, the real issue is, are you the right person? If somebody showed up in your life who is the kind of person you really want to be with, would they want to be with you? So change starts from within. So the first thing is to look inside and get a realistic picture of where you're at. At the level of opening up your heart and realization of the soul, it does not take 40 years to have a spiritual experience. It can happen and typically does more in the beginning because God wants you to get interested in this and oftentimes we'll get spiritual experiences in the beginning that will lead us to uh, making a commitment on the spiritual path. There's a phenomenal book, Is called The Autobiography of a Yogi, and it's written by Paramahansa Yogananda. It's a classic in spiritual literature. Many people have had their lives transformed just by reading this book. So one way to begin would be to uh, read the book and see if his life story and the stories about the saints in India and consciousness, he really talks about the integration of the Teachings that come out of yoga and Christ's teachings that come out of uh the Bible. And so it's not just a uh, an Eastern approach. It's an integrated, it's not a religion, it's basically an understanding. And you don't have to be on that path, but it might give you some idea of the power and the value of deeper realization. People could also go to my website, ronman.com. There there's two. The test is located at LovefactorInventory.com. And I have a website called Ron Man, R-O-N-M-A-N-N.com, that has a ton of information about consciousness and spiritual development. There's a meditation CD that I made a long time ago that's got fabulous music in the background, uh, made by a gifted artist, Ariad David, and a guided meditation. It goes for about 30 minutes. And it's an MP3 download. I think it costs like $8 or something. It's really cheap. But it will help you begin to go within. So it's a tool that will facilitate a beginning meditation. If you just meditate five or 10 minutes a day, uh, your life will change. And as you meditate more and you begin to discover the the peace and the love and the joy that's within, You'll just want to spend more time meditating because it feels so good. And as your heart begins to open, you'll find that you have a deeper capacity to care about people, uh, to forgive people, uh, to stop judging people, uh, and to unconditionally love and have a desire to serve people and help make the world a better place. So if somebody was just starting, I'd say, you know, read My book, Sacred Healing, definitely read Yogananda's book. Uh, Find some meditation techniques that are good. Just because uh, someone says they're meditating doesn't mean that they have good techniques. Oftentimes people say, oh yes, I'm very spiritual, I meditate. I say, well, what do you do? Well, I meditate when I'm in the shower. uh, Or I meditate when I'm riding my bike. So I always would tell people, well, those are great things to do. I think it's good to take a shower and it's good to get exercise and ride your bike. Traditionally, that is not meditation. Meditation is designed to help you withdraw the life force energy within. So it uses the breath as it relates to controlling life force energy. And as you internalize that and bring that energy into your spine and then up into the higher centers of the brain, that's where you start having deeper spiritual experiences. So I think the the beginning phase is simple. Uh, Surround yourself with people who are loving and have a uh, desire to um, help other people.
0: Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Money is one of the biggest stressors in relationships. While worrying about it doesn't help a ton, Earning actually does. Our sponsor, Earnin, is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per day pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal.
1: I want to go back to what you mentioned about looking outside of yourself for love and just kind of emphasize how important I think that is, because I think a lot of times we talk about conflict resolution on the show and just relationships, obviously. And I feel often we look to our partner in my personal experience and This is what they're doing. This is why we're disconnected. This is why we're fighting. I'm right. They're wrong. And oftentimes, or maybe a single person listening, you know, if I could just find the right person for me and to to make me happy. And it's really about looking at ourselves first and how, if we're in conflict, how can we make things better? How can we do things differently, show up differently. And that requires introspection and awareness, as you said, and cultivating that. So I just think it's so powerful. And we started the show with the topic of how to create the love you want. And I think that's foundational to it to realize that it's really up to you to create the love that you want.
2: That's right. Uh, I can't agree with you more when you talk about it begins within you know the more you can focus within and change yourself it happens through magnetism consciousness is energy and so when you change yourself your vibration changes you will draw to you different kind of people so if you don't like what's going on in your life change yourself and your life will change
1: what would you say to someone who has a partner And and they're working on themselves, but their partner is really not trying to cultivate that introspection and awareness. And it just feels like they're very unaware. Now, I think I kind of know what your answer is. It's still focus on yourself. But how can someone communicate with their partner, or should they communicate with their partner in a situation like that?
2: Well, it's a a great question because it's not unusual in a relationship especially if it's over time people change and grow and sometimes it happens at different rates and so if for some reason you have begun some process of awakening and your partner has not uh, the the best thing that you can do is to share what you're doing because if you're spending time in meditation uh It might help them to know what you're doing so they don't feel totally left out, even though they don't want to meditate or participate. But there is something very powerful that you can do, and it's prayer. Prayer is basically a thought filled with devotion and an intention, a desire to help somebody. So if you just pray for your partner, uh, surround them in light, see them feeling more love, closer to God, more uplifted, You don't have to even tell them you're doing it. And certainly trying to talk somebody into uh, doing this kind of process typically does not help. Um, People are going to feel like you're trying to control them or you don't accept them. I think the capacity to love your partner where he or she is at. I mean, if you do have a good relationship and you do actually love that person, then it becomes a greater test of unconditional love. Now, assuming that they're at least supportive of what you're doing, if they're giving you a lot of aggravation and saying, oh, I think it's stupid. It's a piece of junk. You know, I don't want you to meditate. I don't do it. Then it becomes a different kind of problem. And you know, maybe you've outgrown that relationship. If your partner can't accept you goes both ways but let's assume a partner who's at least accepting of what you're doing Then work on yourself and be grateful that you have a partner who has the compassion and the love for you that supports you in whatever whatever it is that you're doing
1: what are some other ways we can begin to create the love that we want
2: Well, I think learning to be selfless is a great tool in the process of spiritual awakening and the creation of love. There's a saying that the instrument is blessed by that which flows through it. So if you're praying for people and you're uh, doing things that try to help you basically go out of your way to try and be kind, compassionate serving uh, that will draw to you a divine response because now you're an instrument that is an expression uh of that kind of love and so the the more you can dedicate your life to getting out of yourself don't get caught in your own ego and just your own desires uh, think about other people see what you can do to enhance uh, the quality of other people's lives uh, along with your own,
1: that is so important. I think a lot of times, especially if we're in relationship stress and conflict is yeah we we focus on what our partner is not doing or or how they're not showing up for us or what I need, instead of what can I do that selflessness um, what can I do? for for them even though they might be the reason i'm i'm frustrated or i feel frustrated and taking that perspective and having it become instinctual through practice um is going to i feel lead to a lot less internal strife and it's going to help the relationship
2: i think think it does because it takes two to have a conflict and so If you've got your ego out of the way and if your partner says something to you that may even be hurtful and you don't immediately have this knee-jerk reaction because you were hurt of being angry or saying something back that's hurtful to them, the potential problem can just kind of dissolve itself away. doesn't mean that you allow people to abuse you or take advantage of you, that's not Part of the spiritual path is to become something that people can use and abuse. You want to have self-respect, but you also want to learn how to move beyond your ego. So in fact, those kinds of things just don't touch you in the way that they used to. They don't hurt you as much. And you don't have a desire to want to hurt back because there's a realization that you can't win by hurting other people. So if you pray for somebody else, you're putting out a conscious thought that's filled with a positive intention. And so because karma is real, what you put out comes back to you. The Bible says, "What you sow, so shall you reap, that your intention to be a positive force in the world To be centered and to be a vehicle for love and light as you just walk around. You didn't have to say anything, just be a positive presence. It can have a strong impact on those around you. So, in terms of being able to kind of deepen your capacity to love, to bring more love into your life, develop on a daily basis some kind of process that draws you within connects you to your heart, uh, work on deepening your relationship with God every how you conceive of that. It doesn't really matter what you think of it. But if you can get into a place where you're feeling love and peace and have that kind of well up within you and to the point where there's so much within you that it goes out and it goes to all those people around you, uh, it's a conscious way of walking in the world and being this loving presence that can have an uplifting positive effect on all those around you.
0: Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first One Skin purchase when using the code IDO when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month, and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. Listen to The Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website.
1: One of the ways I've tried to cultivate this recently, and I wouldn't say I have a spiritual practice, but it's something I would like to. And definitely this conversation is going to be some motivation to get started, but um, it's kind of a funny saying but i'm too blessed to be stressed <laughs> and mm-hmm. i've been thinking that because you know i've i've been dealing with some personal and and relational things and and it's like you can focus on what is wrong and we definitely have a negativity bias a lot of times or we can or you can have gratitude and and look at all the great things you have whether it's with your partner or just in your life or both. And almost immediately, I begin to feel better. And I'm not going down that spiral of look at everything that's wrong. Instead, it's like, look at everything that's right, how lucky I am. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're listening on an iPhone or a car radio. And just right there, that puts you kind of ahead of a vast majority of the seven billion people on this planet, even though it doesn't feel like it, maybe sometimes, and even that simple perspective can just shift everything. So I, I just wanted to mention that because I, I thought of it, and I, I have the line "too blessed to be stressed," of, but it, it kind of makes me feel better. Of like, hey, quit, quit focusing on the negative. You got a lot of things to be thankful for, and focus on that, and kind of the rest of the things will will work themselves out.
2: You know, Chase, you're bringing up a very important point, uh, and it's about gratitude. That the attitude of gratitude is another powerful tool if you want to work on your spiritual life. Because like you said, you see the results. That if you're grateful, uh, one, it kind of takes you beyond your own ego. You know, you're grateful to the universe or whatever or whomever. For the great stuff that's coming to your life. And it automatically does uplift you. It, like you said, helps you focus on positive things as opposed to the negative. Uh, We we have a choice. Uh, We can direct our mind and our thoughts uh, on whatever we want. And if we choose to always be obsessed with what we don't have, it just creates a lot of pain and suffering and discontent. Uh, typically, people don't enjoy being around people like that. If you focus on gratitude, there's a way that, as as I think you know, it opens your heart and it also brings you a greater peace of mind because there's a contentment because you're so grateful for all the wonderful, positive things that are in your life. And you say, well, uh, I'm not on the spiritual path. I, whatever you call it, you can hear it in your voice. You're kind, you're loving, you're present, you're peaceful. Those are spiritual qualities. Uh, ever how you got there, you know, past life work, you know, just came in, you know, and you're reaping the benefits of what you've done in past lives. These are spiritual qualities that help you feel better in everyday life. Nobody wants to suffer. Uh, We all want to get out of suffering. And gratitude is certainly uh, a great uh, mental tool to use uh, in a moment-to-moment way to help uplift your consciousness. I'm so glad you brought that up.
1: Well, thanks for those words, Ron. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's really what life and relationships are all about, are trying to cultivate what well, you mentioned earlier, this introspection and awareness so we can fully appreciate everything that's going on and then try to understand it for ourselves on the inside and better move through the world. And if we take a selfless approach and move through the world better for us, but for others too. And and when everyone starts to do that, and or certainly the people in your life, or even if it just starts with yourself, there's a lot of power in knowing that you can create the change that you want. So thank you so much, Ron, for sharing these things. And it's really important reminder for myself and our listeners. Before we wrap up, is there anything that we skipped over or maybe that you want to emphasize about how to create the love that you want? And then we'll say goodbye.
2: Well, yes, I'd like to invite people to go to the website lovefactorinventory.com and take a look at this assessment, because it's a powerful way to begin this this process. Uh, I also have certified some professional coaches who know how to use it. So if you wanted to talk to somebody about your results, there's people that you can talk to. So I would say uh, go there, uh, take a look at that, and that would be a very powerful and easily accessed tool to help you in your journey.
1: Excellent. Well, we'll have the links to your website in the show notes and on our website, idopodcast.com. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today, Ron.
2: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day.